0: talk about revolution that's going
1: a little bit too far so love me love me love me i'm a liberal hello and welcome back to more like the worst one here after a what i think is a two and a half month break uh, good lord sounds about right <sighs> various life
0: circumstances Man. i moved across the country. Uh, I
1: got COVID. It
0: sucks. Yeah, I got a little upper respiratory thing that was not COVID nor the flu, uh, which also sucked. Uh, don't get sick, folks. It sucks.
1: Don't get sick. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, whoever, and I was I was the, masking the up on every, TV. I was
0: masking up everywhere and all, and all that good stuff and doing all my COVID threat stuff. But you know, uh, moving in invites certain risks. You know. <laughs>
1: Well, for me, it was my nephew being mm, a one-and-a-half-year-old little adorable yeah. super spreader event unto himself. What can so. you do with
0: kids? But yeah, we are, <laughs> we are here not to discuss our lives, but discuss the fictional lives of the Democratic operatives <laughs> within this episode of The West Wing, which is entitled 2,162 Votes, which is, of course, the threshold needed, at least at the time, to secure the democratic nomination at the democratic convention for that is what this episode is all about said convention
1: and listeners it is the last episode of season six Big finale holy shit we are so close and thank god we are getting back on the horse because i am ready yes to put a pin <laughs> in this show and by consideration of it.
0: Yeah, this episode is a little bit foreboding in that the other non-convention plot is all the stuff with Toby and the space shuttle and we'll touch on that a little bit later but that's ominous because that's my least favorite thing about season (laughs) 7 is like that whole fucking shit Uh, so yay it's like yay don't forget you have this to look forward to (laughs) like Uh, chiming in throughout the episode but yeah this episode (laughs) as I was saying to you before the call that it's sort of, you know, it's a big finale event episode. You know, this is our, this is our Super Bowl, as it were. You know, Santos is the underdog, and, and he's going against them in the political fucking Super Bowl for the West Wing. And yet, the episode itself feels very standard, very like rote and very like on formula, even though it's this big finale event. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it could be these given sort of factions within the party dealing with literally any, I don't know, somewhat contentious policy issue mm-hmm. or, you know, foreign it's just intervention issue. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. You know, the tables are in a slightly different location, but they're still having arguments around the table. <laughs> very West Wing style. Which, I mean, granted, it is the West Wing, so I guess I shouldn't be knocking it too much for sticking to formula, but you would think... You know, like with the shooting episode at the end of season two, that broke from formula in a big, obvious way. It became like an action show for the last fucking five minutes, you know? Uh, whereas this is just, you know, it ends on, what else? A big speech. You know? <laughs> like like yeah. a hundred and, other West Wing episodes.
1: <laughs> and there are some meetings between certain people, and then it's and a cut to another meeting between... Other other certain people. And they have the political battle. fights
0: and they battle and and there
1: but only with words, of course. Well and I mean it it sounds trite to say that it's just another episode of the West Wing, but you one would hope that as the finale, as the sort of apogee of this arc mm-hmm. that's happening here where we have you know, the underdog, the come-from-behind kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff happening. It's just, they try really hard Yeah, to get like there. Like, they're swinging for the fences, about,
0: but it just kind of ends up being like a 6 out of 10, you know?
1: Yeah, and there's something about, I think, again, it's it's a, like a, one thing creates the other that creates the first thing. Again, it's like, well, they're limited to this, and so they can't really reach for that higher high. Sure, And not making that higher high... Keeps them in this oeuvre of just like, well, okay, sure. Fine. I get what you're you saying. You know, we're talking.
0: This has to end in a certain way with Santos securing the nomination. So there's only yeah. there's only yeah. so much shaking up that can happen. You know, we know where this ultimately ends up. But let's get into the shaking up because there's a couple bits of it I want to discuss. <laughs> uh, let's just, I'm just going to jump ahead. We're kind of going out of order in this episode, but let's just jump with into my favorite thing, which is that so the, the main race is between Santos, our boy. And his main competition is Russell, who's represented by Will Bailey, who keeps bragging about that they have technically the most delegates at the moment. And he's just, like, really nerding out about it. And Josh calls him on. He's like, how many times is he going to bring up his fucking delegate count?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, I, I've got the biggest number. Oh, so, you, you know, see, like therefore, I we should have in the, the superior, superior big, position. We should
0: have, like, the big green room, technically, because we have the most delegates. And also, I think we should get <laughs> yeah. to speak first, because we have the most delegates. And it's just like, okay, Will, well, we um, fucking get it. Shut up.
1: <laughs> well, most delegates get their choice of top-shelf cocktails, please. <laughs> and, and unlimited
0: toppings on our pizzas. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's between Santos, Russell, and Hoynes, technically. But everyone kind of counts Hoynes out because of like, the sex scandal and everything like that. But he has like 900-something delegates. And our boy Santos has like 1,400, 1,500. Somewhere in between. The two, yeah, they're the, they're
1: both within like 100 so, of each Yeah, somewhere so. in
0: between uh, the two of them. Uh, so he's rocking second. Uh, Russell's technically first at the moment. Coins is third. And then, out of nowhere, Baker, Uh, Governor Baker, played by uh, Ed O'Neill, aka Al from Married with Children.
1: Al, let's have sex. Uh, No pig. (laughs)
0: Um, Shows up as Governor of Pennsylvania again. We saw him a little bit earlier this season, and this was setting up precisely this moment where he initially meets with Russell and Russell's like great you're gonna be my VP we're gonna like surprise announce it it'll build a ton of momentum of like oh we already have a ticket you know and 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 people will all the delegates will sweep to us and we'll win bada bing bada boom okay Baker and Baker's like yeah sure sounds great (laughs) let me sleep on it buddy he's like sleep on it uh the votes are like happening in two hours what are you currently
1: happening what the fuck do you
0: mean sleep on it buddy and like baker's like all right peace he walks out and russell's like what the fuck was that smash cut to like five minutes later Baker is handing out draft Baker signs to all the delegates and all of a sudden there's a like chance of like draft Baker draft Baker and just he's like making an interview with the uh, media and he's like yeah you know like I just felt the call I needed to serve my country you know what can you do and the people are just spontaneously wanting to draft me I mean I you know who could say where these signs came from <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we definitely didn't contact the print shop last night at 2 a.m it feels
0: like basically basically this feels like a stunt hillary would pull at a convention where she just wasn't involved at all and like out of nowhere there's a you know if bernie had gotten to like a contested you know convention i see this hillary pulling this move and like baker i also see it failing for her
1: where is the convention being held
0: great question i want to say philadelphia
1: that's what was my first thing, because that also gives Baker... Some pull. Um, A lot of pull, yeah. Yes, because it's he's local, the local to him.
0: He's the local governor. Yeah, I want to say Philly. I'm going to confirm that right I'm gonna now. I'm going to look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I really love the Baker just attempted spoiler thing. It feels like that's that's the one thing that they actually did try to shake up. And do slightly differently. So I do appreciate it. Because the rest of the episode is so kind of bog standard, unfortunately.
1: It's... Okay. Oh. Okay. San Diego.
0: San Diego. Okay, so California... No which shit. is technically Vinic.
1: Oh, I remember. because... Right, I it, remember, because it's Vinic territory. Right. That's right. And the
0: teachers' union, like, uh, is, is really up in arms. Because, obviously, California so has a big and powerful teachers' union.
1: The the thing that I would like to say about the Baker arc is that it's an interesting, it's an interesting approach to ginning up some drama conflict because, (laughs) because, and I wrote it out here in these complicated words, there's basically, it's like, if you take on faith, like a priori, that this convention is really important and that you give a shit, then it's actually kind of fun, but it's, it's just like they just go into it and you're like, oh, let's have a spoiler. And you can see the writers going like, okay, we got like seven pages. Okay. And then poof. Uh,
0: he drops all out. All of a sudden
1: this is real. Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy shit. It happens. And then in true West Wing fashion, it happens and then it doesn't fucking matter.
0: At all. Yeah.
1: Like at all. There's some... It's, it's literally, like... There's some you, BS you about, these... like, his
0: wife had depression and, like, he drops out to, like, keep that quote-unquote scandal quiet, even though, like, our boy Santos has to come out and say, like, I'm not even gonna mention that, even though as he mentions it, you know, doing that kind of move.
1: Yeah, you're sort of wink-nodding <laughs> at it, yeah. like, the whole time. the And what... I I guess what just kind of fundamentally bothers me is that it's, like, you could have... Developed this, and we are not unfamiliar with this character specifically. We've seen him before, sort of in the background,
0: specifically to set this moment up. Like I said, you know, they were setting him up in the viewer's mind's eye, basically.
1: Well, and you could have put more work into it, but it's just like oh nope, this is happening, and now it doesn't matter. It's literally just there to be like an act break, you know, cliffhanger kind of thing of like, oh, stay stay tuned
0: through the commercial to see if Baker wins.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, he's
0: not
1: going to win. (laughs) Well, and I legitimately like I'm envisioning me watching this on a Thursday, whatever Thursday or Sunday, whatever fucking night it was on live TV, just being like, oh my gosh, is he going to win? And then they come back from the break and it's like, this now on the this wing Baker does not win. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So uh, that is my favorite little subplot in the episode. Um, so go ahead. This is also they, they leverage it heavily with the, the networks, you know, the, right. the, the big baddies of the media market. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's another to be major. like. Oh, you're
1: gonna want to watch this. You're gonna want to put this on TV for your viewers. Right. Any
0: t- anytime. So anytime anything chaotic is happening in the convention, at the one hand they're stressed as hell, and on the other hand, Leo always goes over to the network guys and goes like, "Oh, ho, 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 now this is good fucking TV." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they again within the confines of a single episode, you have the entire thing swinging. Just wildly from the networks being like, "Well, oh, no, we don't want to." Are you fucking kidding me? Like, how goddamn dare? And then, right. like, two sentences later, it's like, "Oh fuck me!" Call the producer, make them go live. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: What yeah. the f- three, Like literally, like three minutes later, fifty <sighs> million viewers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I it's 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 very half um, of
0: America watch the fucking convention.
1: <clears throat> it's it's just very. Uh, yeah. Abrupt. Like I said, I guess, it, in the notes, for.
0: Trump would love this episode because it's viewed the same way he views the world through the lens of ratings. <laughs> yeah. Ratings, ratings, ratings.
1: No, I'm bored. Bad <laughs> well, television.
0: What's got better ratings? Me or the fucking Democratic <laughs> convention? It's The
1: Apprentice. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this shit goes on. And I think that's like. Oh, so I mean I guess down the down the pipe obviously Baker drops out. Yeah. Uh, Hoynes. Hoynes drops is out. a
0: non-factor really. He's just there like a non-factor. Like, he meets with Josh at one point just to be like, "Come on, Josh, work with me, we'll win." And Josh is like, "No." And he's like, Josh is like, just
1: "Give me your, give me your votes." Oh,
0: Josh offers him the role of party elder. Uh, in the in the <laughs> Santos administration, like you know, just like a non-title kind of role of like, you know, he's like it's better than anything you'll get from Russell, and also Russell's gonna lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it comes down the pipe, and then you know Santos, we the there's a bunch of setup. Yeah, from, so to him, you know, for him the...
0: pressure for him to drop out
1: uh, comes from high on high, <clears throat> um, and, and and we expect. Yeah. We expect him to take the stage and, and deliver a, a concession speech.
0: Right, he like, indicates mm-hmm. to Leo as such without ever fully committing to it, but he just, you know, uh, Leo basically says, like, you should do it. And he's like, well, can I make one final speech? Which basically sounds like he's agreeing. Uh, and then he goes, he, like... He has this nice little moment with Terry Polo, where they, you know, she kind of looks at him, up at him, with like love and trust and stuff. And it, it feels like in that moment he decides, but clearly he decides beforehand. Yeah, he changes his mind because he has he has the speech prepared, so he's already yeah. he's made up his mind uh, well beforehand. But yeah, he goes into what is essentially speech ex machina, uh, and rather than concede. Uh, decides to go into this like sweeping oratory about like you should vote for someone who shares your ideals and we're gonna make America better And you know, it's the standard West Wing Pablum that we've heard literally dozens of
1: times at this point But I don't believe governor Baker failed to disclose it because he was ashamed or embarrassed I think he didn't disclose it because we're the hypocrites not the bakers Because we're all broken every single one of us and yet we pretend that we're not. We all live lives of imperfection, and yet we cling to this fantasy that there's a perfect life and that our leaders should embody it. But if we expect our leaders to live on some higher moral plane than the rest of us, well, we're just asking to be deceived.
0: But it's shot with the most Michael Bay of angles and the lens flares (laughs) and the fucking, like, it's just given all the visual cinematic power it's possibly able to give a scene, you know?
1: Yeah, and then, unsurprising nobody, a bunch of uh, delegates defect. Yeah, and essentially. And it just, like... What what about Bob Russell? <laughs> like,
0: what a, I mean, like to be fair, the consensus is what about Bob Russell? Like he's such a nobody personality, even though he's played by I, the very charismatic Gary Cole. Uh, but like well, the character I, I it is too, but, to be, you know, a bland nothing guy.
1: So, but that that to me is the ultimate. It's just the, the contradiction is like, well, how, how, do, he, how the
0: fuck did he get how this do, far? How did he win 25 states and most of the delegates? That's a great fucking S- seriously, question. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Are, are we so bereft? I don't know. I guess. This guy. How did
0: Hillary, you know, like, <laughs> he probably bought them. True, nobody <laughs> liked her either. <laughs> yeah, he probably bought them. Like, how Jeez. do you think he got them? Like.
1: <laughs> yeah. So... You know, we get the, the big sweeping oratory at the end. Yep. We get Santos with the nomination. Yep. And then uh, as we a get a little button. Yep. To, to finish it off, we get a very brief scene with Arnold oh, Vinick. Oh, before you even ask, uh, uh, Leo it.
0: gets offered VP in the fi- in oh, yeah. the final couple minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. They offer Leo VP. Uh, and then, yes, we get to the button with Arnie Vinnick, who is watching... The convention from his hotel room turns it off. Uh, turns to his advisor, and goes, "All right, let's go win." <laughs> like giving zero. And bucks.
1: then, <laughs> yep. And then cut to credits. Yep. And season credit. over uh,
0: without with uh, first doing like the, that dramatic triple zoom thing. Like boom, boom,
1: <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the end it. of the season. <laughs> I just love watching the, the technical evolution of the triple zoom, because for me, the ultimate, like, and it, it's funny that this is now, these are being recorded in, like, 2006?
0: Four, five-ish? Yeah, five? something like that.
1: Like, because the ultimate, to me... um expression of that technique is battlestar galactica yes the modern one, oh yes where you get <laughs> you get the the super wide shot of a like speck of a ship uh-huh. in the far distance of and space then, like, a and it goes Ti-ching.
0: zoom in the focus like
1: yeah. twice <laughs> yeah. and then you have the like the uber close-ups of like admiral adama mm-hmm. and and the other actors in that thing and it's funny to watch sort of this show also start with that and i i I would like to speculate that it's legitimately just like a question of technology rather yeah. than like a cultural Yeah, this was push.
0: original air date, <laughs> April 6, 2005. So this is just about when like, I think HD cameras and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. It, it, like the professional market. Um, yep. So yeah, you're. I think you're right. It's a more of a technology driven thing than like a culture thing. Uh, but obviously one could- influences the other.
1: I mean, and, and I'm, I'm going to be mean here, but, like, the thing about Battlestar Galactica is who wants a 1920 by 1080p close-up of fucking Admiral Adama's face? He's not, hey, like... Hey, you
0: respect every pop mark on Edward James Olmos' mug, goddammit.
1: But, like, yeah, it's just it's interesting to watch them... Like in TV shows of this era sort of embrace some different stuff that mm-hmm. is fostered by the technology. Yeah, level. you could start
0: to see the modern television aesthetic emerge slowly as it kind of moves away from like that 80s, 90s kind of like four camera standard def yeah. feel.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. It's a, the, uh, to look as always,
0: at we appreciate the time capsule aspect of this show uh, a lot. Uh, going back to it, um, if nothing else, just as like a brief little history lesson of media or culture of the time. But yeah, let's take a quick break here for this segment, and then we'll come back and discuss the space shuttle plot uh, <laughs> no. of the other episode. So as stated earlier, the other subplot when we're not at the Democratic Convention is dealing with the space shuttle leak, first dealing with it as a press problem. Uh, There's some stuff with CJ, you know, having to like, oh, we should get Craig Brock to turn over his sorcerers or we should like arrest him. It's like a federal crime or you know, take away his credentials or whatever. And CJ's like, no, no, if you overreact now, we can't spin it off as like a stupid rumor, which is like Kate's angle is like, yeah, you know, we just deny everything, you know, it's fine. Just deny. It becomes like a stupid story in the New York Times.
1: I can just, I can hear Mayor Quimby's advisor going, uh, election in November, election in November.
0: (laughs) Oh, again.
1: (laughs) And CJ'd be like, God damn it, not again. This this stupid country. (laughs) Yeah. So in uh, yeah. case you in case you've forgotten, we would forgive you for forgetting. There right, is right. a so there's
0: a emergency up on the International Space Station. They leak the uh, someone at the White House leaks the existence of a secret Pentagon military space shuttle that could go up there and perform some sort of rescue mission to save the three astronauts' lives, including one Russian cosmonaut. However. Because there is one Russian cosmonaut, uh, there are security concerns about bringing him back in the Pentagon military. <laughs> the
1: secret uh, military technology.
0: Yes. Yeah, because he's gonna like take pictures with his, you know, the camera he brought in his boot or whatever. Because he's a Russian spy. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: His little lapel button. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, uh, that's been leaked, and that's been the uh, now a huge issue with the press, uh, as stated. Bartlett is very upset about it because he thinks it's interfering with the fact of his options to actually go save the astronauts. You know, he's, he's acting very concerned about the astronauts because he is our, you know, good president, dad, King.
1: I mean, I, I guess he just, I guess he's, he's just just like, like, he flips off, like he flips out and he's just like, he's taking it very personally this is
0: also one of those things where I need to see the astronauts I know this show isn't that kind of show "We're we're not gonna cut to the fucking space station on the west wing but like fuck I need pictures of them at least like you know remember in the early seasons when like a helicopter guy would die, but they'd show him, like, the picture, or the president met him earlier in the episode. Like, like, we never fucking meet these well, guys, when, and one of them is Toby's <coughs> brother.
1: Well, like, when they when they mark the guy on the runway in Guyana or whatever, we see, like, mm-hmm. it, like I you know, it's a heavily post-produced shot of, like, a plane with this guy walking off of it. Like, at least give me right. something. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I hadn't thought like, about it like that.
0: Right, like, we need, like, at least give us a shot of NASA with, like, their pictures up on the wall, or, like, I need something. I have to put faces to the drama to, like, help add the stakes, you know? It would help if we had actually met them earlier, but I understand that doesn't make sense. Like, astronauts don't just, like, show up at the White House before a mission, usually. Sure. Kind of thing,
1: but, but, like, I don't
0: know. Again, one of them is Toby's fucking brother! Well. (laughs) And we've never seen this man!
1: Well, isn't... Toby's brother dead?
0: No, uh, uh, no, he's the guy up there, right? Like, that's the problem? That's why Toby leaks it, right? Because he wants to save his brother's life, right? Isn't that the whole thing that's behind it?
1: Maybe. I'm like
0: 90-something percent sure on this. I'm gonna look it up here.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm looking to... Hmm. Yes. Toby's brother yeah. is dead.
0: Oh, so the, did he die in space? No, he died. He, from killed cancer him. Or he killed
1: himself because he had cancer. He killed
0: himself. He had cancer. So right. okay. So, so but to, he knows he knows because of Toby's brother. So okay, sorry. I'm yes. wrong that one of them is not Toby's brother.
1: Yes, but it is remember, because
0: we still we still should know these characters in some sense, other well, than them just being like astronauts. Well, an arbitrary. Mm-hmm. they don't even have names
1: ultimately the connection is more of the same because we've never met fucking Toby's brother. No. Like, no, what the we fuck? we we never
0: met him in the show. So, Yeah, we so like, he just we are, died off screen.
1: So now we're drawing these lines between an imaginary brother and an imaginary three contemporary astronauts, and there's nothing compelling about any of it.
0: Right, and there's just, like, there's a little bit of drama where Kate, like, comes in and, like, accuses Toby of, like, oh, we think the leak came from the White House, and, like, they think it's you, blah blah ba, and that's basically what we end on. And this ends up going into season seven, and they end up like going through this whole like prosecution. And Toby gets like he's indicted, really, and it's shit. so drawn it, out and stupid care. and boring, and it goes nowhere. And ultimately, spoilers: he gets like pardoned or like something by Bart Bartlett at the very end, so he he doesn't even like go to jail effectively. <laughs> well, and in- because you know, if you're well off in this country, you don't actually go to jail. <laughs>
1: it's it's just a very strange thing to toss in I, at the end well yeah and yeah. i can i can understand maybe utilizing it as a way to get the president riled up because he has to care about something interfering with his nominally like what is would effectively be the end of yeah if well and if he was forced <laughs> to if he was forced to intervene in the primary process which spoiler he eventually does which we'll get to in a second I, I can see it being something that is really irksome to have to worry about fucking something else at this specific right. time. Like, fine. Right. And fine. He, men-
0: he does mention that. He's like, really? Like, during the convention, the Republicans are going to hit us on this for, like, national security shit. And then they're going to hit me for, like, not sending the military shuttle up to save them right away. And, well, yeah. like, you know. Well, that's like, what it yeah, is. These are valid things to be concerned about during, you know, it is bad timing. You know, it's quite bad timing.
1: And but and ultimately, as always, it's like that's the big, the driving concern. It's not that three men are condemned to die a slow death. It's the PR.
0: Yep. (laughs) It's the fucking PR of it. Yep. It would be good PR if we saved them. You know, the fact that they live is sort of incidental. Incidental to that, yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know. (laughs) So
1: eventually, this this works its way out because Bartlett gets head up and uh, you know more and more irritated about shit, and it turns out that the. Support of the – what I'm assuming is like a national or California, like one of the big teachers unions becomes instrumental in securing the eventual nomination.
0: The the delegates, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the Santos campaign is really trying and they're butting heads with the teachers union because Santos has a lot of education reforms including removing teacher tenure, which they see as terrible. And and they're like, no, but we need to, like, you know, make better teachers. And they're like, well, increase teacher salary. (laughs) Maybe pay them more. (laughs) You know, and they're like, yeah, we want to increase teacher salary, but we got to, like, you got to give us something back. And the thing we're asking for back is teacher tenure. And then they're like, and they kind of just butt heads about it. And so finally to win them over, Josh pulls the ultimate power move, which is to bring the head of the teachers union to meet Bartlett in person. And like, ho 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 look, it's the president. Oh, it's the president. Uh. And this move that we've seen literally dozens of times before <laughs> on the show, and it works every fucking time. And why wouldn't it? It's it's Martin Sheen and doesn't he look all confident and charismatic and he they look they're Secret Service agents, Oh, isn't it impressive? Oh,
1: he came all the way here during the convention just to speak with little old me. me?
0: Oh. Oh, he's going to shake my fucking hand. Holy fucking shit. I'm never going to wash it again.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Senpai finally noticed me.
0: Yeah. It's the ultimate Senpai noticed me. Absolutely. <laughs> so so that works and it wins over the teacher's union. And this also, in addition to the speech ex machina, uh, propels Santos to victory.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's really what happens. The There is a setup that runs through the episode of... Leo getting stressed. Uh-huh. So this is foreshadowing. This yep. is foreshadowing and I mean fucking spoiler goddamn John Spencer dies next season. And right. I
0: I'm, I'm not sure if they were going to plan on writing like another heart attack plotline for him if that didn't happen in real life. But, but it's it an, seems like they're setting this up kind of or it's at least an, some sort yeah. of Yeah. Stress, stress subplot kind of for
1: him. Well, and it would be it would be time to go back to the well, because especially if you are drawing that comparison of the old guard turning over, what better Mm -hmm. way to sort of hammer that home to prior to physical John Spencer dying? Like that would give them some avenues to explore in a, oh, the your vice president on the ticket dies mid campaign. What do you do?
0: Sure, exactly. You know, that's a nice dramatic situation. Do you replace him? Do you, you know, do you just run with, like, his name and spirit kind of thing? It's a, you know, it's got some avenues for easy drama, <clears throat> as it yeah. were.
1: And... But now in hindsight, it's just like, oh man, you can like see him dying on screen before he even dies. Yeah,
0: it's, it's real fucking unfortunate, actually. (laughs) It's, it's like life imitates art in kind of the worst way possible. Yeah, Um, sucks. But yeah, we'll, we'll cover all that when we get to season seven. But hey, it's great to be back on the horse. I think that mostly wraps up my thoughts. Any final thoughts on this episode, Stu?
1: No, I'm pretty well shut of this season. So let's get into some (laughs) new material. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Real quick, I did mention, I like this. You wrote in the notes here, and toward the beginning, they're doing some sort of like drawing straws, and they finally settle on like rock, paper, scissors. And as you said, Russell picks rock. Good old rock. Nothing beats Nothing that. beats you. Poor, predictable Russell. Always picks, picks rock. rock. <laughs> Don't. Uh, I just wanted want to get that in there yeah. uh, under the wire. But yeah, it's great to be back in the saddle. We hope to resume this on more of a regular schedule now. Obviously, we'll take a little break for the upcoming holidays and whatnot. But uh, aside from that, we hope to resume, like I said, releasing on a more regular basis. So we will be jumping in to the first episode of Season 7 next time. Uh, but as for this time, thanks as always for listening. You can find our thread on Something Awful or on Bread and Roses. Uh, Post in either one. If you found the show a different way, hi, hello, Welcome. And you can email the show at theworstwing69 at gmail.com.
1: It's time for the traditional mid-episode email check-in. Yes. We have received no messages.
0: Excellent. I like a life that's stress-free. Love it. It's it's a simple life. Yes, exactly. Uh, Thanks as always, listener. Uh, and we will be back next time until then stay safe out there and uh, uh, we will be back for another episode of the west wing here on the worst wing
1: bye everybody stay safe bye bye all the money you ask for but don't ask me to come on along. so love-